This week on Three Sides of the Coin, we have Stevie DeCani, who is the guitar player for Buck Cherry. Lisa's laughing, so I must have said something incorrectly. I don't know. You're just so cute, Tommy. <laughs> um, Stevie tells a lot of really cool stories about just being in a band and what Buck Cherry's all about. And uh, we get to pick on a few people and we outed an asshole, which is nice, or excuse me, a douchebag. So make sure that you tune in this week. You'll love this guy. Asshole douchebag, same thing. Yeah. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Good afternoon, all you Three Sides fanatics. Today, we have a very special guest, Stevie DeCani from Buck Cherry. Welcome, Stevie. Hi, guys. Hi, Stevie. How are you? How are you, well, Mark? Welcome no, to... No Mark and no, ta, ta, no Michael. Ta, oh, ta, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, let's start, start that again. And action. Okay. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Stevie. Hi, <laughs> how, 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 are, how are we doing today? And I, I want to apologize. I was late. I was picking up my son from school. That's and uh, I, ha- I had my uh, times all mixed up. And uh, I'm here and I'm sorry. It's okay. okay. Well, and in fact, Lisa has um, a son that's about probably about the age of your boy. And they had an active shooter in their school today, yeah. or supposedly. When? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, my wow. Son- was in an active uh, a hard lockdown he was under his desks yeah oh my lord where where yeah, we, are you um in alpharetta georgia milton like uh, a little bit north of atlanta we don't know all the details but i know that he was you know it, he was in a hard lockdown so i'm sure everything will eventually come out tomorrow but it must be scary right. in a lockdown oh like, my gosh well if and, they- uh, no 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 did anyone get hurt no, no, no. Everybody was fine. The school, I mean, it was literally like a four minute lockdown because the police, uh, the police are like, like three minutes down the street. So as soon as okay. the, as soon as the notification went out, it was like, boom, police were there. Everything was secure. So I live in a very oh, okay. good area. School district is phenomenal. I didn't okay. work, but I just wanted it out, but everything was good. So yes, I get you. I get you, Stevie. Stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God uh, everyone was okay. How so, old everybody is tug your kids tonight. That's right. How old's your son, you know? Steve? He's eight years old. He's uh, uh, into the. He's super into the Lakers. We watched the Lakers last night. Uh, he had to go to bed before they won. Uh, uh-huh. So, uh, but yeah, he's. Uh, we're about. We're about to get into summer camps. So uh, I'm planning all that out now. What is um, that, I have. Is, What's your football team? Well, we, we, you know, like we haven't gotten into football. I love the bears, you know, but, uh, um, the bears, where do you live? I'm originally, I'm I'm originally from uh, Schaumburg, Illinois, uh, it's just outside of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I grew up watching the bears with my grandpa and my dad. And uh-huh. watching the Cubs, uh, we're North Side, so we were yeah. watching the Cubs, mm-hmm. and uh, so in the Bulls, I was home for that, and uh, in the Blackhawks. So my my teams are all the Chicago teams. Well, right. As long as you don't say it, Packers, it, it, we can we can say friends. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're a Vikings fan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kelly and That's I. Right. Yes, we 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 suffer yes. together. Yeah, I'm a yeah. Member, right. so I got nothing. That's okay. Well, let's get rolling on this because Steve's CD's time is limited. So I want to start out by telling everybody in case you're not familiar, uh, which I find it hard to believe, Stevie's in one of the coolest rock bands going right now, Buck Cherry. They have a new record coming out on June 2nd or 6th. I'm not sure which date but second so, so, okay second so early june uh the first two singles are out mm-hmm. already right now you can go to the buck cherry page check everything out you can pre-order um the final mm-hmm. uh, and the cd and you can also get downloads and streaming and all that good stuff there's vip packages for you guys if you mm-hmm. want to come out on the, the road and meet them great they have a great mm-hmm. merch thing that they do with all that so i highly recommend that but 
moving past all of that, I wanted to have him on because I love his guitar playing and I love this band. Most of you guys do as well. So what I want to know from you first off is tell everybody a little bit about what you guys are up to now this year. Well, it's, it's already been busy. Um, but uh, as it stands, we've already, uh, you've seen us uh, out there with Skid Row. We started yeah. doing that. We were slated to do a, a bunch of different tours, but as it stands right now, we're going to, uh, from here out, we're going to be doing some headliners uh, and festivals during the summer. And then we, we circle back and we're out on the road with Skid Row again for uh, not two, but three more legs. We, we had a couple right. booked and because of the response, uh, promoters and the people, uh, they, they booked uh, three more or two more legs. So there's a total of four legs of uh, the Gangs All Here tour. Which so that'll good. take us to, through, through December. And it's a it's a great tour. You guys have to get out and see it. Um, it's it's yeah. it seems odd because you've got Skid Row. That's a mm -hmm. little bit different time than Buck Cher Cherry coming up, but it's perfect. Yeah, because it's a guitar driven yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd say our our paths have been very similar. Uh, the type of, the type of music uh, complements each other. Um, the style of guitar is very similar. Um, the, the, the singers are different, but uh, everyone gets along. And uh, I, I think that we, like both bands, when they came out, were kind of uh, that island in a sea of different kind of music. So let's say Skid Row came out and there was... Um, a lot of gr a grunge about to come out and there was a, yep. like a lot of leftover rock from uh I, i'd say the hair metal days but um they weren't necessarily either of those types of music and buck cherry uh on the same side of the coin was uh came out a rock and roll band uh from los angeles and it's the like at that time when Buck Cherry came out, there was Corn and Limp Biscuit and all those Which bands so that different. you remember from, yeah. And then pop, and then they came back out in 2005, and there was like a lot of pop punk, Blink, Blink 182. And then that was kind of in full swing when active rock kind of got launched. Uh, so there was a lot of Nickelback out there and and second generation Nickelback and Theory of a Dead Man. And not that they're not to discourage any of those types of bands, but no, we no, were, I, I feel like we were, we were a, a little bit different than what, what was going on. You well, know? I think you're very unique so, in a lot of different ways, but okay. So let's say um, you run across someone who's never heard the music before. If you could only pick out three yeah. songs to give them to introduce them to Buck Cherry, to give them a feel for who you are as a band, what would you what would you offer up? Well, I, I feel like we've kind of uh, changed through the years with the lineup changing, mm -hmm. um, but I I could you could sum it up with songs like "Lit Up" or "Crazy Bitch." This sorry. You know, those are those have been um, the biggest songs for us. And right. uh, I think describe the band um, pretty well. You know? Well, yeah, I would agree with that. And I would also throw Shine a Light in, which is their new single. Shut. I, I think when Keith and Xavier left uh, a few years back, the sound changed a little bit. And... Um, it, you know, I, I, I feel like um, that I, the, the, what made it uh, sound like it did before was the players, obviously. Um, the sound changed from that lit up era to the 2005 uh, Buck Cherry uh, when those other players had left and there were new players. And then, then again, when uh, Keith and Xavier left. So well, and why um, did you yeah. never really talked about this? Why did why did they 
leave? Um, well, Keith and Xavier, uh, we were, we were, that was at a time when we had over toured and, um, you know, I'm grateful for, uh, getting to play with those guys. Um, I feel like I, uh, I'm very lucky to have been part of that lineup. Uh, it was, uh, very successful yeah. and we were very, we were very locked um, and on the same page, but I think as time went on, um, pr- different priorities came up for everybody. And we had toured so much by, um, I'd say, what was it? 2015 around there that, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of us were burnt out. Um, uh, the, you know, the band dynamic had changed and, uh, all, you know, a few of us had kids and families at home. And, and I think that um, with those priorities changing, uh, those guys didn't want to, well, we had to stop touring, you know. Um, it was suggested us to stop touring and stop burning out the market. And when it came time to get back on the road, I, I, I don't think that those guys saw um touring to be uh you know uh as as much as an asset i guess i don't i don't know that i I don't think being on the road was um part of the you know their future you know i don't know it's it's hard to say we haven't talked about it yeah but 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 from, from what i understand that they didn't want to be touring after that break, they didn't want to be touring anymore. Um, but you have to tour if you're a band. Yeah, I mean, it, it's in rock. I mean, that's part of the equation. Um, but Keith is is uh, obviously a hit writer and a producer, and um, and maybe he felt that uh, he wanted to stay home. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier, uh, very into motorcycle building. And after taking that break, you know, that, that gave us some time to breathe and just kind of think about all that has happened, you know, take an inventory of, of, you know, like life is what it's become. And, uh, you know, and I guess, you know, it's all about being happy. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, we had achieved, I feel like we, we, we got to achieve, everything that we set out to do by that point. And, uh, you know, we had families and uh, other priorities that, uh, that uh, changed that environment and uh, dynamic at home and on the road. So, well, and, and I, I can, totally I, I, hate to, I hate to ramble. No, you're not, ramble, no, you're but, not, you're not. But, because... but I'm, 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 but it but helps. I, you know, like I'm, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not clear on it, but, um, but I, I know, you know, third party, you know. The, it, it is what the, it is. The, and it's okay. But the, no. I guess the reason I asked is because I know a lot of people were wondering because you've never talked about it. And secondly, no, I want to make a point but, to say that the, the writing has stayed consistent ever since the departure. Yeah. Then last, well, I can't yeah. say the new record because I haven't heard it yet. But Hellbound is, mm-hmm. I think, the best work you've ever done. Uh, it's to me it's better than time bomb it's better than all the early stuff because one of the things that and i know you're aware of this that i always mention to people and especially in the different reviews that i do is is that you guys are so much more than crazy bitch is crazy bitch a great song absolutely it is but it doesn't define you as a band there's so much more soul and and melody in these songs yeah I don't need to sell you right. guys on this. I need you to just go freaking listen right. to them. If you aren't familiar and you will become an right. instant fan. Um, right. Well, well it, yeah, I, I think the, the, the writing um, kind of changed, you know, the, the, with the, the source of the writing changed. So, but yeah. whereas before um, Keith and Josh were, were predominantly writing, and Keith was producing the records. And then when he left, 
there was that 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 void. So I, you know, I immediately that, that's that's another thing I'm grateful to Keith for is, you know, he he gave me a different purpose. You know what I mean? And I had to step up as, um, you know, writer and 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 producer with uh, with Marty. And uh, so that's where the sound kind of uh, changed there for that era of band. You know. Well, so, how do you how do you write? This? And and, that, I, I, and and it's not I, you know it's it's not any, um, you know, it's not any better or worse. It, it's just different. different. It's apples and oranges. You know, it's coming from different places. So right. Well, and, and anyway. that's the point I wanted to make because you know some people get so locked in. It, it, same thing here. We had a, a co-host very early on that that left and there's still some people mm-hmm. are like you guys just aren't as good you know, whatever we just, you move <laughs> on and live your life yeah, that, you know that, that that that's always going to happen i've seen it with you know dozens of other bands that have gone through lineup changes and there's always that comparison to the the old guard and the new guard and um you know i, I guess that just is just what happens but um I'm always going to just put, you know, what's in my heart and soul out there, you know, as long as they let me, you know. Yeah. So. Well, so then tell people a little bit about recording. But before you talk about the recording, I'd love to hear how, okay, so you jump into this role to help produce and also write songs. So now do you write the majority? I mean, how does it work with you and Josh? Do you guys collectively sit down together when you're on the road or wherever and you put something together do you come up with the music he does the lyrics or vice versa what do you guys do how do you put it together it, it happens um a bunch of different ways um for hellbound all right for for war paint um that was me and josh in hotel rooms and uh in my in this space right here okay um coming up with songs i'd come up with a riff or he'd come up with a chorus melody and i would write a riff underneath there and then um once we got the uh, lyrics and melody to something then i would kind of build a whole song underneath it um and then for hellbound that changed from that and then we would spend uh, a week to 10 days in Nashville with Marty Fredrickson. And um, we, we would pull apart songs and write new ones. Uh, uh, and, and then we we would ha- kind of whittle down maybe 30 songs down to 10. And for this last one, we did spend uh, quite some time writing, but we used everything from the writing sessions that we did in Nashville with Marty. So, um, but yeah, I mean, as, as far as what, what happened on this last one is uh, Marty and I came up with the music and then, um, uh, and then Josh would write the uh, lyrics and melody over it. And then once we get into the studio, uh, Marty would fine tune everything, you know, as we were recording. Okay, because when we had uh, Snake on, two or three weeks ago and we were talking about how they added Eric, their new singer. He had said that everything yeah. was written before they found him. And he said, what we did is we sent him the tapes with a guide vocal to kind of uh-huh. put his own thing. Yeah. Do you guys do something we, similar to that? No. I'm Well, Rachel, is he with the one singing? Is that I, the way? That, I probably I'm not. Re- I don't remember what what Snake yeah. said as to who was singing, yeah. but I thought I'd never heard guide vocal before because it's yeah. like I always think. Well, you hand yeah. someone a piece of music, yeah. how, how do they know yeah. what to sing? How do they, you know? Well, I, I think John. We're we're lucky in um, in the respect that Josh already handles that. He's got, and that's why that's kind of the Buck Cherry sound. You know? Yeah, I mean, a lot, a, a lot of even when we did uh, a, we did a side, uh, a couple side projects. And even when I would play heavy music underneath, it would still sound like Buck Cherry because that's who that's Josh's thing. Voice. You know, mm-hmm. that that it's his his, his uh, mind for melody 
and uh, that that the quality in his voice. Hang on one second. Hey, buddy, Jetty, Jet, can you can you hold? He's playing Fortnite. Ah, it's a good game. Hey, Lisa, d- 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 does your does your uh, uh, son play Fortnite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He might he might be playing him right now. All right, so Jet, Jet, Jet um, can you uh, please uh, keep it down? Thank you. I'm, I love I'm on it. with some very my, some very important people in the world of rock. He's like right, whatever, Dad. Yeah. No, he's like he's like whatever, bro. You yeah. know, he's already saying he's already saying bro. Oh jeez. I got bro the other day. And by the way, you know, like he said. Um, yeah, that's a cool vest. And I was like, it's like, I was like, oh, you like it? And he goes, yeah, it's good for your drip. And I was like, well, my drip? What's that? What, you know, I, I I like to think that, I, you know, you're, you're I, on I, the I edge. know what's going on. Yeah, I'm like, I, I know what's going on in the world. <laughs> but I, apparently I don't because I don't know what drip means. I was, I'll, I'll post the video. Yeah. Huh? Did he explain it to you? Because I need to know that too, maybe. Well, yeah. like, he, he's like, was like, uh, no, it's like, I go, what is that? And he goes, oh, bruh. I was like, bruh. <laughs> you know, like, so apparently it's your style. Ah, the drip. Okay. We'll see. I learned yeah. something new today. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. All right. So, ba- so back to, uh, yeah, we, we were, um, you know, we, we, on the side projects, um, the music was clearly different, but because Josh is singing and brings, you know, Josh yeah. to the the um, uh, the vocals, it sounds very Buckcherry, you know. And did you do that just um, because you wanted to do something different? We're talking about Josh Todd and the conflict, for those of you that are not aware. But I mean, yeah. what, why did you, because I, I remember you putting that on. I thought, well, this is really cool, but why isn't it just Buckcherry? I mean, I know it was different, but... Right. I, I think at the uh, the time that that came out, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we were, uh, Buck Cherry was splintering and um, we, we went out to, uh, we, we hadn't quite figured out how we were going to move forward. Yep. And so, and we wanted to keep working. Um, and so that's, that's when, uh, the conflict is born. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, no, no pun intended, but no, <laughs> it, but no, I mean, you, you want to keep working there. There you go. You know, it makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. yeah. Who are your, who are your favorite guitar players that you idolized growing up that got you interested in playing guitar? Um, the ones that got me interested were, uh, I mean, you know, like when I came out of the gate, it was Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, Angus Young. And then um, and then I, I got a little bit older. And um, and then it was Randy Rhodes. You know, I okay. I'd gone to see I, I'd gone to see Ozzy uh, at the Rosemont Horizon. And I was there. like, I was I was. Yeah. I'm legendary. Uh, it's now the Allstate Arena. We had we had gone back years later and played there, and I was I, I walked around all day like, wow, this is the place. That's your man. And it was Square much Garden. smaller. It is. It was, and we played there too. But it was uh, much more important of a gig to me yep. um, because of because of Randy Rhodes. Anyway, so I saw Randy, and I was I I got uh, I dove into that head, you know head first and um I, I i wanted to play like that and uh and ironically a few years later about four years later no maybe five i i was in uh i had left my uh home in uh schaumburg and i showed up in la and i auditioned for uh ozzy interesting and, okay so yeah when when jakey lee left i was a i was still a teenager and um i was uh i was in la i was gonna make it and they had this uh 
kind of cattle call on uh, what was the station? It was the metal station, you know, that played all. Um, but anyway, so my friend sent in a demo tape of me and uh, I got called down. So wow. I, I, I got to jam, I got to jam with uh, Phil Susan and Randy Castillo. Wow. Okay. Uh, th- those, uh, those uh, Randy songs. I played, I played Bark at the Moon too. Um, the Jakey, Jakey Lee song. That's anyway, like, so yeah. His favorite. He's Randy Rhodes and he loves Jakey Lee. Like loves Jakey Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he was, he's a very underrated, uh, I mean, like those are some big shoes to, to follow. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. and I, and I think, and I, I think if, if, if Jakey came out in any, any, any other band, he would have been, you know, guitar hero, but right. Uh, I mean, he was still a guitar hero, but I think he would have been much bigger, but uh, yeah. So uh, it was, it was Eddie Van Halen or uh, Eddie Van Halen, of course there was. Uh, and then later um, I got booed off the stage in Chicago. Right. I, I, I'm shredding in LA, right. Playing as fast okay. as I can. And um, I come back to uh, Chicago and I go to a, a place called the Kingston Mines where they have a, uh, an open blues jam every Tuesday. And, <laughs> and I, I, go, I go up and playing Stormy Monday by Bobby Blue Bland. And, um, and I'm looking at the bass player and uh, the keyboard player. And they're like, it's an E, you know? So I start shredding, you know, like, and, and um and all of a sudden uh you know the chord changes ascend right and i'm i'm just i'm doing it all wrong i'm there's no feeling in it i'm just going for gymnastic ability right and i start getting booed you know and i'm 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 like i don't know 19 years old and 20 years old maybe and i'm i am devastated you know like I'm like, why are they booing me? You know, I'm I'm, I'm doing my best, ju- I'm my best tricks up here. Anyway, I leave the stage, and um, this old timer just told me it's just like because yeah, he broke it down like you don't need to be playing like that in a place like this, right. you know. And so I made it my mission to um, go backwards in music, like start from. Uh, you know, the three Kings, like, and, 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 uh, I, and my gateway to that was Stevie Ray Vaughan. So I, I, I started doing all that. And I I also, uh, found, uh, I didn't find, but I, I got into Prince guitar playing and, uh, R&B and soul, uh, guitar playing. And so I added that to my arsenal. So, um, and that to me is one of the things that makes well, that's one of the things I think that makes you really unique. And we've talked about this before. You remind me a lot of Prince with your playing because I used to go see him in the early days when he he still had the soul. Yeah. He was he was much more rock than it turned yeah. out once Purple Rain hit. Yeah, but I what, mean, he like he I I I really feel like uh, he, when he did that while my guitar gently weeps uh, at the Grammys, was it? Or some kind of, I I think that, you know, his, his rock guitar player um, really came out in that one. And, um, but yeah, I mean, he was an all around genius, you know, he could play piano like that. He could sing like that. Um, Obviously play drums and, and whatever else. But uh, yeah, um, I, I, I just, I, I kind of made it part of my diet to, you know, ingest everything that I thought was good for the Which next. Which is smart. I still, I, still, I still do, I still do, you know. There's, That's so there's, 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 well, And, and that like, was at a time. Well, I was, I was just going to say, because like the argument on this show, because it's a KISS podcast, is whether Vinnie Vincent was a good guitar player or not. To me, he's, he's not and it's not that he doesn't have the ability but yeah i i you know i i i agree with you mm-hmm. um I, I i know that he could write 
Yeah. You know? But there's no heart. But, um, like, there's no soul. What, I re- what I remember of Vinny was um, meandering. You know, like there wasn't anything that I could sing along to. You know, like yeah. guys like Mick, like Mick Mars, um, very underrated. You know, like uh, I, I think millions of, of rock fans can sing along uh, to uh, his solos. Right. You know, and they're not, they're not, um, he does have some flash in there, but um, I, I, you know, and it doesn't have to be fast, but even if it is fast, if it's memorable, um, that's why Ingbe to me is an amazing guitar player, you know, but like people, you know, guitar players now are like, Oh, it's easy to play like that, but it's, you know, have you ever tried, you know, like, listen to someone who tried to play like that. Either they, you know, most can't, you know, there's a lot of soul in that dude's playing what like it or not. You know? Right. But, um, well, yeah. so then what, what, Okay, <clears throat> because of the time frame in which you grew up, I understand yeah. loving Hendrix and Page and all that because they came before. But considering yeah. that you're in your teenage years and you gravitate towards Randy Rose, which a lot of people did, but there was always this argument about him versus Eddie Van Halen, which is really not, there shouldn't be like a, a contest. But yeah. They're similar, yeah. but they're very different. What yeah, they're very, the, different. they're very different. They're very different. What, yeah. what was it about yeah. Randy Rhodes playing an execution of his instrument that so touched you that that was the guy? I don't know. I think it's the conviction in his playing. I, I, you know, Eddie has that same conviction. Randy, it was, um, I hadn't seen Eddie Van Halen at that point at live. It oh, was, okay. it was, um, I, 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 I went to this concert and I saw him playing. I saw a little dude up there with a big, it looked like a big Les Paul, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he had that classical kind of side to him, that flavor in his playing. But, um, and he was also, when, when, when I listened to him, I, I hear him very uh, uh, dialed into the beat and his syncopation with the beat. Okay. And uh, he, he and he weaves in and out of that classical, but he's got like some blues chops in there too, like pentatonic chops, you know? And uh, and uh, and Zach Wilde, he took that and just, you know, took it through the roof, you know, yeah. that whole pentatonic thing and added chicken picking to it. And, and uh, but yeah, I... I I don't know what drew me to him. I, it was just the whole experience, you know, like, you know, Tommy Aldridge was just part of that experience too. And to this day, me and Francis, you know, my drummer, um, yeah. me and Francis talk about being kids going to that show, that, that tour and just being floored and, and, and why we, and how that's still with us and what we do today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when I when I go after guitar tones live, um, you know I put a little little extra gasoline in there because that's what I was that's that's what I used to dial my amp in uh, like as a, as a teenager, you know. Um, and when I see drummers that I like, you know, they're they're flashy like Tommy Aldridge, you know. They yeah. they're, they're great drummers, but but they're you know they're, that that kind of flash you know yeah they're entertainers yeah exactly well well, for all of our listeners that are also musicians specifically guitar players can you tell us a little bit about the guitars you use when you record the guitars you use on tour and why you chose what you chose because you you're mixing it up all the time yeah yeah i and i mean i go through phases but there's there's always been um a few mainstays, you know, like I, I, uh, the, the go-to for me is, has always been a Gibson into a Marshall. And um, that's just what my ears hear. That's what my ears want to hear. Okay. Uh, it's been, it's been a Les Paul or an SG. It's been like a Jimmy Page or an Angus Young into, you know, a Marshall. What my, what my ears want to hear is always been, 
something close to what an 800 pr produces, a JCM 800, right? Okay. Um, from, um, from 15, um, the, the amps I used were uh, a, a JTM 45 uh, because I was in a dynamic with Keith that um, he would use a Plexi. I think it was uh, a later model Plexi. Uh, and I would use the uh, JTM 45, kind of the Angus Malcolm kind of yeah. uh, combination, but a little bit more power behind it, you know? So. Well, so what's. As, what well, what are some of those hollow bodies that I see you playing live? There's a white one and then there's a black one with a rose on the back of it, on the bottom of it. Um, Maybe body. I'm wrong about okay. that. Okay. So um, during, um, during the, during the pandemic, during the lockdown, I got really into, you know, I, I'm always, uh, on this kind of quest for knowledge. You know, I still love guitar. Like I loved it when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, I still yeah. play and practice uh, and noodle in front of a TV on the bus or at home when there's, when there is free time, which is not much uh, here at home. But um, during the lockdown, I, I got into uh, uh, Travis picking and uh, a lot of country. So okay. I went and, and uh, guys like uh, even Brian Setzer and uh, I can't remember his name, but he's in a band called The Living End in Australia. And these guys are, are just super, super pickers, you know, finger like pickers. And, yeah, but it's, it's a little different. Like he, he does it more uh, banjo style. Like okay. um, Is that called chicken picking? Huh? Like chicken? chicken yeah. They call yeah. Yeah, but the, the, that that this chicken picking or Travis picking, okay. but uh, yeah. So I I got into Gretsch's via uh, uh, Brian Setzer, uh, and that whole rock and rock and roll thing, and um, and that guy from the Living End. So um, that white one is uh, a Gretsch silver no a, a white Falcon. Uh, and the one in the So Hot video is actually Billy Rose uh, White Falcon from the 80s, um, the one that he used to play. That's the same guitar that uh, Billy Duffy uses uh, in the cult uh, and a lot of uh, kind of, I don't know what kind of rock and roll you call it, but the New York Dolls. Um, those kinds of uh, bands use those types of guitars. But anyway, yeah. so the, 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 the black hollow body I have is a uh, Gibson 355. Okay. So that one's, that one's um, uh, I got from a, uh, my buddy, uh, Eddie Abrams out in the East Coast, and he's a, a, a guitar broker. And he's like, yeah, bro, I think this would really go this is really your guitar. And it turned out to be true. I, I wasn't really into that guitar until I played it. And it's the, the Keith, Keith Richards um, had Gibson uh, make a few uh, 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 kind of replicas in around 2017 of this black one. He, he was uh, photographed um, in the Louis Vuitton ad, but anyway, that's, that's, it's, it's just like, uh, uh, a Keith Richards uh, 355 or a Lucille uh, yeah, uh, without yeah. the ver veritone. Um, okay. But yeah. Yeah. Cause those are so the many, two. Yeah. We have so many musicians that love when we talk about this type of stuff because they play as well. Yeah. Um, what would you yeah. like people to know about you and Buck Cherry that they may not know? Uh, you know, that we are, we're so much more than, that crazy bitch man, you know? Um, we're so much more than uh, that sorry, you know, the song Sorry. Um, it, it seemed like our audience changed when Sorry came out. It was, it was a lot of diehard rock and rollers. And then that song came out and it went to number six on the pop charts. So um, 
not only did our, our hardcore rock audience kind of feel alienated and that, you know, oh, they sold out, but uh, a lot of soccer moms started following us, you know? And um, so uh, I, I feel like some people, you know, a lot of people that know, have heard of us um, either reference those two songs. Yeah, and, and it's just uh, a song. That's the thing that's so weird that it yeah. can change the dynamic of your um, live experience so much. I mean, the same thing happened with yeah. Aerosmith. Yeah. Because they're yeah, two yeah, different yeah. bands, I mean, except that stuff sucks. You know, <laughs> the old Aerosmith, well, it does. I'm sorry. I never want to lose a thing. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I'd rather hear that than Kings and Queens. Thank you very much. You know, right. but, uh, you know, like as, as, a, as a fan, you know, like there's something about the way I grew up and listening to that that has I, I, I know maybe technically it's not as as proficient, but there's a vibe to me, just to me. And, and that um, that uh, I get from that that I really love. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, you know, like the the the. Um, the, the the latest songs uh i even even going into this last writing process for this last album i i made a conscious effort you know i, I sat down with marty and, and josh and i was like okay we've been doing the same um taking a swing at that buck cherry rock and roll every album you know what i mean i think yeah. it kind of it kind of in later albums like maybe towards rock and roll maybe kind of uh uh got lost a little bit and um so this one we were going we i i I made a conscious effort to go after um a lot of people say buck cherry is that um 80s kind of uh band you know Mm -hmm. and 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 I and I see the similarities and where why they would say that, but I really wanted to just embrace the 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 hard rock side of us. And we you know we've always gone after the rock and roll side of us, but you know that in the '80s with Bob Rock and what he was producing, like the Cult and Motley Crue and uh, even Metallica, I just wanted that bigger sound. So that's the the kind of riffs I wrote for for this last one and. Um, and brought some more string, you know, more strings in there, or or maybe more effects on the guitar instead of a straight up Gibson into a Marshall. So you'll see with songs like if later on when you reference this podcast, songs with pain like Pain or um, Feels Like Love, they're going to sound a little bit more uh, atmospheric and uh, maybe a, a, a little bit. Uh, maybe deeper not not that that the other ones are shallow but um just a a, a bigger sonic uh a fuller spectrum, feel you know more airy yeah. well and yeah and that to me is always the hardest thing in looking at your band mm-hmm. that you don't from my point of view you don't fit into a category of anything you're just a straightforward rock and roll band and it seems like so many people yeah. always want to shove everybody into a category oh well you're wage war oh you yeah. must be really heavy so you got to be here it's like well no not necessarily yeah yeah and there, there's so much more diversity yeah. to this band than you'd think yeah um yeah what do you think um will uh, happen moving forward with your progression do you think that you guys will continue to to play more on the rock side of things as you as you move forward yeah i mean i don't you know i kind of experimenting with the sound i I guess what i'm trying to say is that from my point of view you always have been buck cherry you're not yeah you're the best at being Buck Cherry because you're Buck Cherry. Cheap Trick is the best at being right. Cheap Trick because they're Cheap Trick. They don't try mm-hmm. things that are different. They stay within the right. line. Same with ACDC. They're the masters of it. Get out. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine. I mean, yep. I, 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 don't, I don't think that we've written the same album um, over and over and over. No, you're um, not rap. And what... Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I can get away thank with God. this. Thank I can get away with you know, this. I, I, 
I, I loved I loved Warren. Um, oh yeah, and I uh, and and as far you know, like the other guys, that fucking drummer, you know, <laughs> he's the biggest. He's the biggest douchebag out in rock. You know, I, I, I don't know. Oh I, yeah, I know, know he is. There, because... there, there, I there. There, I said it. it no, um, it's true. And in fact, know, I want to say something about that. Okay. I was at, yeah. uh, I don't yeah. remember. It doesn't matter. One festival. And he was up there on stage before people came in. He was, there were one of the bands playing because he, they st- for those of you that have never been backstage where you've watched a festival, they stack forward, meaning the headliners obviously are in the back and they stack right. everyone's stuff forward. He was probably third in line that day or something. And he was up there yelling at the crew who were local. Because his drum yeah. riser wasn't high enough and he wasn't predominant enough in everything. And, and you just belittled all these people who were doing nothing more than trying to please fuck him. Fuck that guy. Yes, fuck, fuck that, that guy. guy. <laughs> He's, Absolutely. You know, he, 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 he was around, um, he, him and his, and his douchebag son um, would come around our shows early on. And, it, 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 and it, he knew Josh way back in the day um i way back in the day me and josh used to live together in the early 90s and uh we lived with josh's sister and uh somehow he was coming around probably trying to date her and um he always brings that up you know like josh was this little shit that didn't know anything back like who who wasn't you know, like we were all, we all, we, were. we all didn't get, you know, and he's just, he'd just be this drunk, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Douchebag. Anyway, I don't <laughs> like him, you know. No one does. You know, War- War- Warren, I love, you know, I've met him a couple of times. He's really quiet. Um, yeah, he's very nice. But uh, I, I, but I think he's uh, an amazing uh, player. Oh you know, yeah, he he's really another guy. Is. He's he's another another guy that's really underrated. You know, and and yeah. uh, that whole time, like, it's so. not his fault. It just it was one of those things where they whoever was producing them, every record sounds exactly the same. It it really does. Yeah. You can't tell what was on what, you know. And yeah. so I like the diversity of of your records are always a little bit different. So I'm excited to hear the new one. I think you said to me at one point it's yeah. more arena rock. Yeah, it's it, it, we wanted it to sound, you know, big guitars, big drums, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of what you're getting when you see the live show, you know, with this yeah. lineup. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, and I, I think I think we um, we got real close. If you know, if it, we we the, the the idea was to release four songs uh, before the album comes out. So. Okay. Uh, we we released um, Good Time that mm-hmm. had a video. Mm-hmm. The second was uh, Let's Get Wild. Then Shine a Light had a video, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Keep on Fighting was just uh, released today. So you can go to Spotify and hear those before the album comes out. And and those those and th- that's just a kind of just a, a snapshot of part of what the whole album sounds like those uh those songs are real guitar driven um arena rock but then there's others i i i I was listening to a lot of john sykes and uh during the the recording process so i i went after a riff like john sykes on on one of them um there's another one that that our label was calling our november rain so uh you know, people, I, I, I don't know. It, it might even be posted on the internet at this point, but um, yeah, I, I think it's got a, a lot of diversity uh, to the sounds. Well, and know. we sh- and I, I would be in trouble if I don't stop at least for one second here and mention that Larry Mazur, who is your manager, is the greatest rock uh, manager in the history of rock and roll. So we just want to get agreed. That. Yes. Ag- hands down. Agreed. Yeah. We got to give Larry some called, props. Me- he works hard for you guys. I- he he is no one no one has worked harder and been up against as much and uh he is he's our he's our peter grant he's uh mm-hmm. you know we call him the miracle the miracle man you know larry miracle man mazer 
You know, know? He's been wonderful to so, us on the show. He really has. He's a great guy. Um, so kudos. Yeah. Hey, he loves you. And he loves you too. Yeah, he gets a kick out of us. And, he thinks, yeah. thinks we're funny. So, um, well, before yeah. we finish, <laughs> yeah. before yeah. we finish up, yeah. is there any yeah. anything we're funny? Ahead. Just thinks we're funny. Thinks we're funny. Yes. <laughs> do you yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have anything that you want to pimp? Do you want to tell people like where they can find you, how they can connect with you online? Anything you want to um, share? You know, like uh, like. Uh, for all the, the touring, the album, and the VIP packages, buckcherry.com. We're also uh, on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Spotify, and iTunes. Go there, listen to it. Um, and uh, yeah, come to a show. You, you'll, really, you'll, you'll really understand what's going on if you come see a show. And it's priced right, you know. We're going to yeah, be out the, all summer, all, all year. The packages are, are, the tickets are always very reasonable and their meet and greet is really reasonable and they all show up, not three of them, not two of them, but all five, they'll all sign something for you. You get to have pictures and and I think there's like a tour laminate and a t-shirt and something else with it. It's a great value, especially in this day and age and you want to get out and support people. So don't hesitate. They don't bite. They're nice. They'll talk to you. Get out there and and support them. Mostly. Well, yeah, you know, we all have our moments. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, overall yeah, yeah. everything is good i got i i i, I got, some some woman called me an asshole the other day what was i was running through because i had family at the show and yeah. she she stopped me and um i was running back to to go meet them she's like will you could, could you come here a sec just come here come here i want can you take a picture with me i'm like you know what can you hang tight and I'll be right back. He's like, oh, I get it, asshole. And I was like, what? I'm like, come on, you know, like, so. Well, I think, I think part I of it know. for fans in general is, is number one, and I'm going to say this here, they're working. So when they're on tour, yeah. they're working yeah. now granted their job is to go to meet and greets just like their job is to play live. But to Stevie's yeah, point, yeah. there are other things that happen. So it's like, you got to give people a little yeah. bit of a break here because there is a lot that goes on backstage in between the, yeah. all of that going yeah. on to get ready for a show. Yeah. And you're never going to yeah. get away from that. Yeah. You're just not. You're never going to, you're not going to make everyone happy. You can't. It's impossible. It, it's impossible. It, it was all about her. It was all about her in that moment. And, mm-hmm. you know, what was, what was I, what was I going to do? Right. But come to the meeting anyway, and you're good. Get, get when when there's meet. time, at the the designated time, I will take all the pictures you want. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> yep. They will sign a photo anyway. for you, whatever you want. So get out there and yeah. support them. I can't yeah. tell you how much we we love this band. Yeah. All of the us, show, everyone at Three Sides. The show was amazing. Yeah. Saw you guys in Atlanta. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It was fantastic. Thank you. I mean, yeah. we 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 work hard. You know, we work. We you know. We're the hardest, I'll say it, we're the hardest working band in rock. We are. I'd say that's reasonable. I, 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 I dare anyone to challenge me on that. You okay, know? you just started a let, 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 storm. Let, 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 Way to stir the let, ship, uh, let, Way to stir let, the let, ship. Let, <laughs> let, let's put up the numbers, okay? Okay, all right. So, Right. Well, and, and so you don't know this, but after we wrap up, we always do a, a segment at the end talking about the interview and, and that sort of thing. And we have homework questions yeah. every week. And so normally it's one thing or another. So the normal homework questions will be, you know, are you a fan of Buck Cherry? What's your favorite album? When was the first time you saw him? Things like that. But now we're going to be like, who's a harder working band than Buck Cherry? So yeah. be prepared. I yeah. will send everything to yeah. you. <laughs> okay i'm All right. here well thank I'm, you I'm for the time for good thank you for I'll, the time I'll, we really I'll, appreciate it stevie yeah, yeah man and uh Dude, I will I, see tommy you. i tommy i love you you've always been there for us I, you show up and, and 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 take pictures and 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 this and and I'm, i i really appreciate you well so, i appreciate you too you. And i appreciate that we, we have fun yeah we have yeah. fun we really do yeah. and, and i just believe yeah. in charity yeah. so yeah. All right, people, dude, we'll get you. out there, support them. And Stevie, you have a great week. Go have fun playing some Fortnite with the kid. And uh, we'll talk soon. 
All right, brother. All right. Bye, bye Lisa. Bye. Bye, bye guys. So much. Bye. He's, he is so nice. Oh, he, they're all like that. Every, well, Josh doesn't ever say much. You know, Josh has never said much more than, hey, man. As he walks past, I'm like, hey, dude. You no, know. he is so nice. And you know what? That I, I love listening to his story about. I think it's interesting who, when you're a guitar player, who influenced you? Yeah. Right? Because I think it's, especially, he seems like our age, right? I mean, I don't know. I didn't ask him. But he seems like our age where you have that, you know, Jimmy Page, you know, Eddie Van Halen, Jimi mm -hmm. Hendrix, like that kind of like um, guitar influences. So I thought yeah. it was, then again, I, I kind of go back to Brian, my husband, because, you know, for me, when, if you're a guitar player in the seventies, you immediately migrate to Ace Brilliant, right? I mean, that's very right. common. But right. I, it's interesting for him, he, my husband, but that's, I'm going to get to Stevie too. He migrated right towards Randy Rhodes. And then went into uh, went into Jakey Lee. Right. So I thought it was very interesting that Stevie said that same thing. Like his big influence was Randy Rhodes. I thought that was really kind of cool. Um, again, something you know, uh, uh, he, I mean, Randy Rhodes is a guitar god, but I just think it's interesting that he mentioned that because again, you just don't right. hear that very often. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I and it was fascinating when he mentioned that. I wanted to dive a little deeper and say yeah. why. You know, just because I'd like to know why people gravitate towards different artists and different guitar players. Hopefully people that are listening here today will appreciate that kind of information. We didn't talk about Kiss. Sorry, I forgot to ask him, but it doesn't really matter because this was really more about Buck Cherry and introducing you guys to some new music maybe that you're not aware of and hopefully uh, rekindling music for you if you've been or are a fan and haven't listened in a while. I think that's important too because... You know, we always talk about Kiss all the time, but you guys have introduced me to music that I probably would have never, you know, really listened to. So, you know, and I welcome that because sometimes I live in my little bubble, you know. So well, yeah. I, I like the idea of someone, you know, being introduced to something different. So, yeah, we didn't talk about Kiss, but, you know, I think it's important to kind of listen to what other musicians have to say. And, and you know. Well, Yeah. Where they're, they're where they're from, you know? Well, and Kiss is hanging it up, you know, at the end of the year, at least from a tour standpoint. And so if you're like me and Lisa, and you love going to see live music, the only way you're going to continue to do that as you get older is to find bands to support or, you know, look for new music to, to follow. And they just put on a hell of a show and this double bill with Skid Row. And sometimes it's hard. I mean, for me, I'm not of new music. I don't really venture. I don't dabble, you know, yeah. but you know, if you, if you give me something to listen to, I'm going to try it, but I'm not one to go out and I'm just not a new music person, but, right. but there have been bands that I've been introduced to that, you know, I was like, Oh wow. You know what? If it wasn't for this person telling me about it, I would have never listened to them. And one of my, one of the, one of the ones is ghost, oh, which, ghost. which They're I so good. I refused to listen to Ghost because I just I thought it was going to be the Cookie Monster vocal and I was like yeah. no way. And my friend, we were in Pittsburgh and he puts it on and he covered up like you know where you have like the where it tells you like what's playing. Yeah. And he put his hand over and he goes, "I'm not going to tell you who this is." And I was like, "God, this band's amazing." And he goes, "Yeah, it's Ghost, the band you were listening to." I was like, "Wow!" But again, that that goes to show you. You know, it, you have to kind of venture out of your comfort zone and listen, because if you, you don't can't judge a book by its cover either. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I think one of the one of the problems that you have and correct me if I'm wrong here is that living in Atlanta, you've said to me on many occasions that you just don't think or you don't get as many bands there oh. as many other places do. Because the one thing yep. that, that has really opened up my mind is I'm the head photographer at Country Fest and at Rock Fest, which are, it's in Cadott, Wisconsin. So for any of you that are in earshot of that area, boy, they have got one hell of a lineup at Rock Fest this year with Pantera and In This Moment and all these amazing bands. I get to see all of these bands I've never heard of before. You know, like one of the artists we had on a while ago, Rick Monroe, he's a country Western artist, but he's phenomenal. And I would have never heard of him if I hadn't seen him play at that festival. Mm -hmm. So if you can go to a festival like that, 
even for one day, I highly recommend you do get there early and just spend the day going to see different bands. Worst yep. case scenario, if you don't like what you hear, then go get a piece of pizza or go sit out on the lawn or watch, you know, any number of different activities that are going on on the festival grounds. But go give some people a shot. You'll be right. really surprised. Yeah, we don't get a lot of, I mean, I mean, growing up in Pittsburgh, there was, I went every day to see a band. It, and, and, you know, they always had excellent... Even now, it's like I get jealous because there's a couple clubs out there that bring this, that bring all these great bands, and I'm like, damn, my friends going twice, three times a week to go see bands. Right. And, and what I don't understand about your situation, though, is Atlanta's a really big city. It's a big city, but it's not. Yeah, it's a big city, but not a big music city. And I know that sounds really weird. It does. Because when you look at Pittsburgh, you're thinking, eh, not a big music city, but Every band comes through there. I mean, trust me. Every every other day, my friend is at a concert at this. At there's a there's a club called Stage AE and a club called Jurgles, and every band goes there. And where's this located? Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. Every band goes there, and I don't have anything here. Nothing. Well, Pittsburgh's a rock and roll town. But you would not think that. But I would, would because it's yeah because it's 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 blue collar worker industrial. I mean, I know it's so much more than that, but you know no, what I mean. No, but you're right. That is, you're absolutely right. But you would think, like you said, Atlanta's a big city, right? Every band should come through here. I mean, anytime, yeah. anytime the Kiss, like I always go back to kind of Kiss, and anytime Kiss would announce a tour, I'm like, oh, when are they coming to Pittsburgh? Because I always knew they were coming to Pittsburgh. Right. They don't come to Atlanta. That's so odd. I well, they did come to Atlanta. Don't get me wrong, but oh yeah, it, it's 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 different. It's different. It's it's. Yeah, no one ever comes here. And it's it's really shitty because I don't really go to concerts anymore because nobody comes here. So that's crazy. I, okay. Winners come at the with John Karabi in June. Oh, I can't well, wait. yeah, just Larry will, you know, just call Yeah, her. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that show. I think it's Winger and Tom Kiefer, maybe. Yeah. Tom Kiefer. I think it's in June. I'm really I'm, that's I'm really looking forward to that. One. Yeah, you gotta go to that. Yeah, um, so homework, Lise. What do you think? Uh if you're a Buck Cherry fan, do you have a favorite album by them? Um, you know, who's a harder working band than Buck Cherry? We definitely want to hear from you on that one, just to bug Stevie. And um, also, so look past the the lit up and look past that. Uh, crazy bitch, yeah. Crazy bitch. Because you know what? When I went to go see them, um, I'll be honest, that's the only two songs I knew, right? Yeah. But, they put on a hell of a show. And that song, Time Bomb, oh my God. Yeah. That is a hell of a song. Very cool song. Right. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, you have to kind of look past those two popular songs and and watch the whole show. So, you know. Yep. So I would I would recommend, like, if, if someone wanted to hear some music, obviously you can go on Spotify. But they have made so many freaking videos, it's unbelievable. Just go on YouTube, type in Buck Cherry, and you'll have an hour's worth of videos that will show you the whole history of the band. Um, but if you want to start with music or a CD uh, or album release in particular, I would recommend Hellbound, which was their last release, and the one before that, which was Rock and Roll. Or maybe rock and roll is one before that. I don't remember. But at any rate, those are two of my all-time favorites. Um, and that's about it. Get out there and support live music, as we always say. Get out there and see new bands. And take a chance, because you won't be disappointed. And it's summertime, people. This is summertime festivals and mm -hmm. outdoor shows. You know, yep. go get out there and enjoy the shows and have a beer and pizza. And, you know, and if you're coming, you're don't have any the coulda, shoulda moments. Right. And if you're coming to Rockfest this year, please let me know. I want to hear about it because I will be there photographing the whole weekend and they've got one hell of a lineup. So you can just go to Rockfest, uh, Kadat, Wisconsin, 2023, and the whole lineup is there and the prices. Is that, is and all is that, that. Something that happens every year? Every year. Yeah. Every year. And what month is that? Uh, that's in July. The country, country Fest is like the third week in June and Rockfest is like the third week in July. And it's that's, at the same place. Coming to uh, St. Paul in, uh, next June. Who? Me. You are? Really? Yes. What are you coming out here for? For work. Oh, well, you can come stay with us if you want. Can I feed the horses? 
You, you can feed the horses, you can ride the horses, whatever you want to do. I was yeah. so excited when someone says to me, Hey, our next conference is next year in St. Paul. I'm like, Ooh, I can't there wait. Was like, Everyone else is like, What? Yeah, I'll come get you and everything. Yeah, just let me know. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in yet again. It was wonderful today with just me and Lisa. We don't need the other two assholes yeah. and we can put a good show out. So Tommy did fantastic. Yeah. I listened. I, was I the you didn't say much. No, because you know what? Sometimes here's the thing. Sometimes I don't need to say much. Sometimes I just like to kind of take stuff, like take information in. Yeah. You know? Like I learned a lot today. Yeah. So well, good. That was the purpose behind the whole thing. Um, you talk, the less you retain. Okay. Well, there you go. So you guys have your homework. We want to hear from you. Have a great week. Be careful out there. Be good to each other. Take care of your friends and family. Make sure above all, hug your kids, hug your parents, mm -hmm. tell them you love them. Amen. Life is so short. Amen. We'll see you next week. You have something to say, leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320 515 Voices for Three Sides of the Coin, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.